Yeah. Like we always do with this. Yeah. Yeah, like we always do it this time I go for mine and made plans for yours Cause I got the shine Go bar for bar, go line for line Like Kobe in 99, I'm so close to prime Bad bitch by my side, I'm so close behind We living in a moment, there's no post to bind You think there was a deal that I'm supposed to sign The game's just a mountain that I'm supposed to climb I remember, man, 11 years old when I made it to go Up in Fairville, I related to cold Fresh bubble jacket, should I hate Hello and welcome back to Film Soliloquy The podcast where we exchange movies And then rate and review them And tell each other how much we dislike the other person's movie if in fact we dislike or with me as always is jason <laughs> hey i am i may like it i may not like it but you finna get this letter grade for this cycle two movie okay so uh last week at the end of the episode i gave jason psycho two he gave me interstellar who do you want to go first i'll go first because uh, i want to get this over with okay the floor is yours <laughs> No, nah, huh? like I really got to think about it. Like I definitely want to go first, but man, you know what? I need to like. Okay, you I'm not re- you I'm ruminate, not re- you marinate, you percolate, and then I'm gonna do my review because I'm gonna. Need no, 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 no. That's the thing. I, dang, I don't even think I was ready for your your review for Interstellar. <laughs> it's been so long since I seen that movie. Well, I'm gonna need some help, so uh, it is gonna be a, a test of our collective memories to be able to draw the plot of interstellar out of our brains because full transparency it's been like six months or so since i've seen (laughs) interstellar so and it's a long movie so i'm going to start this officially is the spoiler warning for both interstellar and psycho 2 not that you care about one of them uh so if you have any interest in the movie uh check the time codes and skip to where you want to listen uh so Interstellar is directed by uh, Christopher Nolan. It stars Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway and a host of others. Uh, also, Casey Affleck is in this. Uh, he's uh, apparently a, quite the horrible person. It's also got John Lithgow in there as well. Uh, Interstellar is about um, Matthew McConaughey's character, who is a farmer named Cooper. And this is in the near future as crops and everything's dying out and the resources on earth are limited. Uh, so John Lithgow, who is like a Uber scientist guy has, uh, a ship and a team that he's going to be sending out to explore other planets in order to find planets. Say that again. He's trying to send them out to find habitable planets. Yes. To find out where, humanity can live once the inevitable death of earth takes place problem is is they need a pilot so they contact matthew mcconaughey who is cooper i'll be the pilot i'll be the pilot and (laughs) that's an inside joke uh so they get him because he's the only one who could do it but here's the thing i i'm not a physicist But the theory of relativity in the most bare bones term is if you travel really fast time moves slower for you than it does for other people. That is just as bare bones as I can put place it. And because the speed of light is constant. So, I mean, we can go into astrophysics, which I'd love to go deeper into, but this would definitely elongate the episode. But yes, since time is constant, the theory of relativity with Einstein shows that the fast you, the closer you travel to the speed of light, the slower time is for you, but time is 
is going to be it's, it's going to be spit up for everybody else. Right. Best way to say. It. So one of my favorite uh, books and series, the Ender's Game series, deals a lot with relatively relativity. So this was right up my alley. Um, basically, it's called the, time dilation. Really, time dilation. So. Yep. The big thing is that Cooper knows if he leaves, he's not going to see his family again. Or when he does, they'll be much older. Uh, he has a young daughter uh, and he has uh, a son who's a little bit older. And uh, as he's leaving, his daughter's like, no, don't go. There's these signs uh, that they think are from aliens that I can't remember exactly, but basically saying, don't go, stay. And uh, but. Cooper, in order to move the plot forward, decides to go ahead and leave and get on the spaceship with Anne Hathaway, who's another scientist, and a couple other scientists as well. And um, so they don't they have like a don't they go through like a wormhole or do a, a skip jump or something? I forgot. Yeah, it's been so long, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was ill prepared for this movie. Anyway, so they end up. <laughs> going to uh, other galaxies and essentially it comes down to based on their findings. Uh, there's a couple like emergencies that happen and uh, they land on one planet, which is this movie. Christopher Nolan does such a great job with visuals and there's some incredible visuals. And there's a scene where they go down on this planet made of water and the whole thing's water and there's this giant wave. But when one thing I didn't think of with, what I know of time dilation is when you're on other planets, because those planets are also moving through time, through space at a certain rate, it, it actually can make things go even faster than when you're on a ship or whatever. So they go down to this planet, it goes horribly wrong. They're there for 20 minutes. And when they get back now, Matthew McConaughey's kids are all grown. Some of them have children and they've just assumed that he's dead now, basically, uh, because he never came back in, in, in all these years. So they're adults. And so essentially what it comes down to now is they've got two options. They've got this planet where you find out Anne Hathaway's uh, love interest or husband or someone she's uh, got feelings for is on one of these planets. And he sent back some things basically uh, saying, hey we might have something here and another person, which is played by Matt Damon sent back saying, Hey, this is a really good world. Come to mind. So McConaughey essentially says, no, we go to the definite good one, which is Matt Damon's world. That bastard. <laughs> they get there. And Matt Damon is like, yeah, yeah, totally. And it turns out that the world is not okay that they're on. It's actually cold and barren of any sort of life and any sort of food or resources like that. So they, uh, Matthew McConaughey finds out he's been betrayed by Matt Damon. Essentially Matt Damon just wanted to go home. And so he's been isolated by himself on this planet. He put himself in like cryo sleep. And, um, so they end up fighting and, uh, ah, boy, I'm losing some plot threads here, but they all get back on the ship without, Matt Damon, because uh, I think he gets killed or left. Matt Damon dead. died. What nah. happens to Matt Damon? Now, Matt Damon gets on, he steals the ship, I think, right? Because he leaves it. And then it blows up. To, That's he's to, right. He's trying to dock. 
Yeah, he's trying to dock with the other ship and uh, he has to have like, you know, series of calculations to dock properly so it can have, um, you know, the cur the perfect alignment so that the, the pressure lock can open it up. But the, the computer stops him from doing it. So he does it manually and he opens it up and the pressure blows the ship up. Yep, so. Yeah, and he dies. Yeah, but, but he Matthew, Matthew McConaughey is skilled enough of a pilot to land uh, back on the main mothership. Something happens where Matthew, and I know I, it's been so long. I apologize. This is not going to be the most thorough review, but you don't need to know everything. But essentially he goes <laughs> to like a pocket dimension. Um, and you get, well, the he goes, he goes through, uh, 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 he actually goes into, um, an event horizon of a black hole. Oh, and that's right. They go through a black hole. Yeah. And he like jumps off the ship, I guess, and into the black hole. And Anne Hathaway is able to go to this other planet where her love interest lives. And so essentially then. Matthew McConaughey's in this like pocket dimension, as best I can place it, and essentially uh, it's like it's called a it's like a massive tesseract, is what basically what it is. And for those that haven't watched the Avengers, all three of them, what is a tesseract? Well, I mean, it's it's kind of like this, like they make it because it's this it's another dimension, right? But for to make it visual and something that uh, we can comprehend we turn it into like a 3d dimensional world but uh it's it's physics man I, I, <laughs> it's so hard for mcconaughey it kind of looks like a library to me and it's got all these different yeah. scenes that you see uh throughout time and they go back and they show you um him actually sending that message to his daughter to tell himself in the past to stay because they don't really find anything. Um, and he's actually able to get back to uh, earth. But now at this point, his son is basically like cut him off, it, but his daughter is still alive, but she's an old woman. She's like on her deathbed. And uh, she tells him, Hey, you know, You've got her on that earth. Oh, one of the things that happens is that John Lithgow, the guy who's running the whole space program, it turns out he knew ahead of time that there was no coming back and there was no taking the population of earth with them. The people that they sent are meant to start the new world on their own. Uh, yeah, by he procreation knew he and whatever. He couldn't solve the mathematical equation um, of lifting off that giant shape spaceship off of earth basically and so when matthew mcconaughey went through the tesseract this massive tesseract was i think was basically constructed for future humans and when he traveled through those periods of time he was communicating with his daughter um saying you know first hey don't go and that's why when she was a kid she knew not to go because that was matthew mcconaughey telling her to not let him go and then after it he's starting to use uh he starts using morris code to give her the remaining formula uh, of uh, of lift to lift that you know that spaceship off of her so that way they can go and so when he gets ejected from the tesseract and this is towards the end of the movie now he gets picked up uh in space i think near jupiter or something like that and it happens to be the ship that left earth and they picked him up and that's where he gets reunited with his old 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 daughter and that's where you you picked up where she was basically on her you. deathbed yep and so essentially she just says hey 
you need to go help Anne Hathaway start this planet. And so that's what happens. The last uh, like scene that I can remember anyway is the camera panning out as Anne Hathaway has buried uh, her loved one who was already on that planet. I took it to mean that he was dead when she got there. Uh, and she's going to start trying to terraform. And eventually, what you don't see, Matthew McConaughey will join her and they will start a family, I'm guessing. And that's when the credits roll. That is <laughs> not a fair synopsis, but frankly, I think sometimes we get a little too detailed in our rundowns of plots and all that stuff. Like, you don't need to see every scene. Um, do you, before I rate everything, do you have uh, anything to add? No, just like you said, Christopher Nolan's visual effects on here are phenomenal. Um, they use, if you look at the pictures of the black hole, they actually use real astrophysicists to calculate what a black hole would look like. And lo and behold, um, what a couple of years later, um, real scientists, again, um, use com- like complex computing to, to, they took a picture of a black hole and then they showed what it looks like in real life. And it looks basically just like what it is in the film. It's pretty outstanding. Yeah, it's great stuff, man. If you haven't seen this movie, definitely give it a watch. So it's it's great. It's a heavy. uh, It's a heady movie. There's a lot going on. Um, The storytelling and the characters are pretty good. Uh, It's a bit long in the tooth at times. I, you know, like, and maybe it's just because I was tired of all these long movies you gave me, but I kind of felt it a little (laughs) bit on this one. Uh, but the visual effects are worth the price of a mission. Uh, it definitely worth seeing. Uh, and acting's good. I won't watch it again because it is so... Like when you said, okay, let's go ahead and record. You should watch your movie again. I was like, mm, nah. Like if it were a 90-minute movie, <laughs> I'd put it back in. Or if it were as good as Gone Girl was, I would put it back in. It's not as good as those movies. It's, uh, it It is very intellectual very interesting there's a lot of good here it's worth one watch this is a b plus movie i like it man cool yeah from now on i'll say it's a b plus even though i thought it definitely was an a plus but oh well it's well okay so here's the thing though where would you put it on the same tier as gone girl or the other a plus movie uh django unchained oh for sure yeah you would say it's as good as those oh yeah definitely i love this film I would disagree. Uh, I think it's good. It it definitely didn't stick with me as long as those other two movies have, where I just couldn't wait to talk to you about them. And this one just, it was good. Uh, B plus, again, uh, one thing we always have to establish, B pluses is, is a really good rating on our show. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I remember when you watched uh, Gone Girl. Yeah, man. I was <clears> like, watch dude, the film? we got to talk, about, talk about it with somebody? It, yeah. That movie is such a great co- table conversation start. If yeah. you if you're if you love films and discussing films with people, so it's good. Let, let me transition to this garbage movie. I mean, Psycho Two. Um, let me ask you before I go into this review and the quick synopsis of the film. Why? I can see why you like the original Psycho. I you know it, it was all right to me. What what made you? I mean, do you just like the genre of this film, like how it sparked all these sequels, and that's why you enjoy it? Um, kind of like, like I like Star Wars, right? But the last few Star Wars movies are horrible. Yet I still hold them dear to my heart because. And Star you would Wars. probably watch them again. 
And yeah. I so think that's... Is that the same thing with Psycho? I would say that's absolutely true. Psycho, to me, is like my... Psycho's probably my favorite movie of all time. And the lore of it. And so there's not only this sequel, there are two more. And the last one is a prequel that contradicts a lot of the stuff throughout. And I love all of that. And I've seen the TV show Bates Motel all the way through. And I love all of that. Uh, my love for Psycho started at Universal Studios. They had a thing dedicated to Hitchcock and just the story of how the movie was made. And it's based off the serial killer named Ed Gein. And they, like I read the book about the making of it. Uh, it's Psycho is like my favorite movie. So anything that's like in the periphery of the original Psycho, I will watch and probably enjoy on some level, even the terrible remake. There's still a morbid fascination about that for me because I love the original so much. So that's why, yes, not only have I seen Psycho 2, I've seen it many, many times. Hmm. Interesting. I got you. I, I, I get that. I kind of figured as much because when I was watching, I, I mean, Anthony Perkins as an actor in the first film, I thought he did a great job, you know, um, right. his, his, but in this one, he just, I guess maybe he's playing, maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe he is playing that dumb person role. Like he just came out of a mental hospital sitting there for 22 years. Cause it was 22 years later, right after he right. Um, mm -hmm. went, got arrested and, got sent to jail um they they explained beginning the film that um he was he was found not guilty for a reason of insanity but he stayed in a mental hospital uh, hospital for 22 years i like how the scene the film actually opens up with the um that historic or that historic film of this historic scene that everyone knows of uh, i forgot the actress's name where she gets stabbed in the shower yeah janet lee <laughs> uh, yeah I mean, it opens up like that, and then it shows him in, in the courtroom getting released. And, Jamie Lee um, Curtis's mom that got killed in the shower. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. We discussed that in the the first time we did this review. That's yeah. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, so he he's in jail. Um, there's a lady in there protesting. What's her name? Is Mrs. Uh, Loomis? Yeah, Lila uh, Loomis. Yeah, she is the the sister. Of the person who was killed in the first movie, uh, in played the by the very same actress, but Vera Miles. Really? Yep, same actress. Oh, that's oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. That because this film was made what twenty something years yeah. later. Right? It's like <laughs> so a real time changed. aging of the characters. Wow, that's pretty neat. That's probably why I like this film so much. So uh, I'm not going to go into each scene by scene, but uh, he, he leaves and he's accompanied by one of his doctors. Uh, and I think his name is Dr. Bill Raymond, who's played by Robert uh, Gaia. I already pronounced his last name. L-O-G-G-I-A. I don't know. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so he just he, he tries to get reins, uh, reinserted into <clears throat> society. He gets a, a job at uh, one of the local diners and he... Um, actually befriends this one this one young lady who's a waitress who spoiler alert she's actually the daughter of uh mrs loomis and her name is mary loomis and what they've been doing is um uh, mrs loomis the mother um wants to see him back in jail so they're trying to play mind tricks on him to show that uh, he can he's not still mentally stable so they actually start dressing up as his mother because that's one of the huge things in the in the first movie where 
he ends up killing his mother and then taking her corpse and leaving it in the house and he interacts with her by uh, mimicking her voice and then answering back in his. So uh, they try to recreate that and she's they're basically just trying to mess them up, man. Uh, it's it's very there's no surprise to it. The only surprise to me in this film was that that was her that was the um, Mary's mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that part I didn't I was but I knew in the beginning like there's no way you you had this person who was con- well I wouldn't say convicted but he killed these people gets out of the mental hospital and you want to go sleep in this dude's house with him. <laughs> I was like, nah. <laughs> well, she propped the like, chair up against the door. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she she did do that. But, I mean, there's no way in hell, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's all begging her to stay. And she's like, eh, but she ends up staying and then cooks breakfast and dinner for him. Like, nah, but this, this this girl ain't right for sure. And lo and behold, it's true. The whole time is the, there ha- the you, you find out when she... There's there's phone calls being placed into his home and it happens to be Mrs. Loomis and uh, they're pretending to be Norman's mother. And the, you, you get uh, you get the whole epiphany now when they actually meet in the hotel, the mother and the daughter. And they're having an outing where uh, an outs where she no longer wants to do these things. Norman, she she feels empathy for him, that he's he is a changed person. He doesn't want to kill anymore. Uh, that he has become, he has become more mentally stable, but uh, she feels sorry for him and she wants to get out of it. Um, the mother is reluctant. She still wants to see this guy in jail. She goes all the way to his house and uh, she starts going in the, uh, the basement cellar. Um, and she, that's where you can see that the, the clothes are there and the, the mother's wig. And right when she's doing that, she turns around and a, a knife stabs her right through the mouth into the back of the head. <laughs> that was visually cool. I was like, oh, Lord, <laughs> that took me a step back for sure. But then now you're trying to think like, well, who's the actual murderer now? The very, very, very end of the film. I'm skipping a lot of stuff, man. <laughs> I know. But uh, it's going to be the, the shortest count- episode. The body count's pretty good. Uh, the the doctor um, is trying to catch them, too, because he's trying to show um he's trying to show uh norman that he is normal that uh these people are messing with him his mother is really dead and (laughs) he comes the daughter's upstairs dressed up as norman's mom holding wielding a knife (laughs) and the doctor comes up behind her and he goes i gotcha and she turns around and stabs him right in the chest <laughs> i'm laughing right now just how i'm laughing watching the movie he buckles over and falls over the staircase and then the ner- the railing jabs the knife deeper into his chest <laughs> and he dies <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so then uh, Norman sees the dead doctor and uh, she sees that Mary's dressed up as his mom and he's like, mother, you've killed again. Uh, I have to keep cleaning after you. And she goes, no, it's me, Norman. It's me. So she takes off the wig and he doesn't believe her. He still believes that's his mom. And while she's backpedaling to get to escape Norman, which Norman seems docile to me, he doesn't seem like a murderous person, even though his mental state has declined again. But he doesn't seem like he's going to like angrily kill anybody and she's stabbing him he's stabbing him in the hand stabbing him in the chest to back him up and he just keeps coming after i'm like what the hell there's no aggravation here there's for her to stab him there's no reason to do so in my opinion 
Yeah. I, I don't see it. <clears throat> Yet she's stabbing them all up. They go down to the basement well, you, There's a part where she stabs him. He grabs the knife with his bare hands, the blade, and, sli- and she pulls it out of his hands while he's grasping it. It's yeah, you see blood. Yeah, yeah, he's smearing it all against the wall. He goes down to the cellar, and uh, <laughs> I know I'm skipping this other part, but there's the in the like middle of the film, <laughs> there's like coal pieces because I guess he has an old furnace. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's no central AC in that house. So he has to he has to put coal in t- to heat the home, and the dead body of the you know of Mary's mother is there, and the coal just happens to keep falling down. That's I know this I'm skipping scenes now, but you'll see it. It's hilarious, man. And so she's downstairs. The coal pieces fall down. You could the his her mother's exposed that she's dead, and he she freaks out saying, "You killed my mom!" And then right when she's about to kill, uh, do the final blow to Norman, the cops pull up and blast her. <laughs> and she dies. <laughs> and so the the huge big twist, which isn't a twist really, I mean kinda is, but you obviously you know that they were messing with Norman, but someone there is a really a true killer there, and you kinda think, is it Norman acting and making those killings again? Or is it somebody else that they right. don't know? This third party and, so and it happens to be there a, are a few a murders before this point that take place that are now the blame is placed on the Loomises. Yes, and so for sure. nobody suspects Norman anymore of these murders that have been happening on his property. Even yep, they actually feel sorry for him, and uh, the the sheriff takes him home. And I have to say, the sheriff is wonderful in this movie. He's smart. He's not one of them dumbass sheriffs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's he he's makes up of... for it in the sequel. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> Jeff says he's terrible. Then and it's a terrible sequel. Well, maybe not terrible, anyway. but <laughs> anyway. The very, very end of the film, lo and behold, the third the the third accomplice pulls up. They show her, and it's the 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 the, the waitress that you see in the very beginning of the film, the really old lady. Basically, what it is, she reveals that she is truly Norman Bates' real mom. When she was younger, she had she was mentally unstable. Really, she was not ready to to take care of a kid. She gave the kid to her sister, and she went into a mental hospital. Right when she got out is when Norman started making those, did those killings and went to the mental hospital. She waited for him to come out. She reveals herself. And Norman, you can tell, is not mentally there anymore. He wants to make her tea, which she's a dumbass for even agreeing to it. I can already tell. There's no way in hell I'm drinking any tea in his house. <laughs> this old Especially since that's how he killed his, his mom and his, her boyfriend, yeah. the original. So she's sitting there, sitting at a table making tea, and I'm like, "Oh, she's gonna get poisoned." Nah, she take he takes this big ass shovel. And well, she does get back poisoned. in the head. Well, yeah, she gets poisoned yeah. and back yeah. in the back of the head. <laughs> and it has this <laughs> thunk sound. And she just lays there, dead. You can tell she's dead. And she drags her body upstairs. I'm sure he starts dressing her again, and then he starts making those those sounds of mimicking his mother's voice. Saying, you know, you need to clean this place up. How are we going to make money? Open up the uh, the motel. And boom. Starts over. Basically, Psycho 2 leads into Psycho 3, I'm assuming. And Psycho oh, yeah. 3 it's, it is, takes place immediately <laughs> afterwards. In Psycho 3, you can probably knock out the third part of it and just call it Psycho 1 again because it starts all over again. It's like hitting the reset button. <laughs> it's just now he's older. <laughs> uh, so... 
uh, before you give your letter grade, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to ever make you watch Psycho 3. So I'm going to tell you real quick what happens in Psycho 3. Essentially, I'm going to skip a ton of the plot, but essentially what happens is there's this reporter who's trying to report on Norman Bates. And if people can actually be rehabilitated after a, uh, an insanity plea, well, people start dying again, obviously. And this time it's totally is Norman. And, but she uncovers that Mrs. Spool who at the end of two claims to be Norman's mother is not actually his mother. His mother, his real mother is the one from the original psycho. So they retcon the plot of two. Um, <laughs> and he ends up going to, uh, he ends up getting caught at the end of that movie, going to an insane asylum again. Psycho four is a prequel, which goes through a bunch of scenes, but it, it takes place in the, present day where he's basically telling his story to this radio program and that as he's telling the story it cuts back and you see these original scenes of him killing his mom and all that stuff uh but that story ends with him burning down the famous psycho house and him living with a new wife and a kid and it's actually a happy ending for norman bates at the end of four is there a psycho five no there is not the psycho four is the end of the norman bates story from the original series, but there's a ton of like, because it's a prequel, there are a ton of continuity errors that come up, uh, that don't match up with the plot of the first movie that only a nerd like me would notice. So Mm. I'm ready for your letter grade. I'm prepared for the rest of my life to call this movie and grade it a D plus D plus. That's uh, I thought maybe I had an F on my hands. (laughs) Nah, there's, no way that movie's anywhere close to It's Earth. got the same grade <laughs> as Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yep. D plus, man. All right. Well, this is easily our shortest episode. Uh, next episode, we will watch and review our movies promptly. So I will remember more of the plot of Interstellar. But actually, <laughs> I think it's probably easier to listen to when we don't go into as robust the detail as we do. Um where you actually just get a review of a movie, you can make a decision and, and on whether you want to see it or not. But that being said, yeah, it's maybe, time we'll, for, maybe I'll talk more about the actors for sure. <laughs> you know, well, uh, how, not really how they portrayed the characters. Yeah. Baby. Not, in the, uh, I, I mean, okay. You said Norman Bates was bad actor. He's phenomenal oh, yeah. to me in cycle one. Sure. Yeah. I can see some bad acting in two, but in three, he's downright awful. So that's all. But anyway, let's let, my favorite part of the show is when we we tell each other the movies we're going to be watching next. Um and again, I, I defer yes. to you who <laughs> who should go first. Actually, you're going to go, go first. first because you had threatened to change your movie selection based on the quality of the film I gave you last. So, uh, yep. I, I I'll let you give me your movie and then I'll decide if I want to give you the good movie I was planning on or if I need to call an audible. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, this movie is directed by John Singleton. I really don't know. I'm sure he's a famous director. I really don't know who he, what else You he's don't directed. know who John Singleton is! <laughs> I'm sure I do. He's a, I know he's black, right? I know he, I think he did Boys in the Hood, right? I'm pretty sure he did that. Yeah, he did do Boys in the Hood. That's all the movie I know with him. Yeah. Yep. Was Boys that? in the Hood. That's what he's known for. Oh, well, there you go. Anyway, he made that movie. That was pretty good. Sam has seen it in a long time. 
All right, it's a sad movie. This. I don't, I don't like that movie because it's too sad. <laughs> it's like you're just waiting for something ter- terrible to happen. Ricky, yeah, yeah man, I don't. It, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, his college career is done. Anyway, so uh, let me give you some. I'm, I'm gonna say the star of the film last. All right, so we have Tyrese Gibson. Okay, we got Andre Benjamin. Films. Uh-huh. Okay. Got Andre Benjamin, so Andre 3000. Got Terrence Howard. Got that dude. We got so- Sophia oh, The Rivera, original Rivera. war machine. Terrence Howard. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. What is this? Uh, yeah, man. And then the star of the film, Mark Wahlberg. Yes. No. No. See? Oh, is this Four Brothers? <laughs> it is Four Brothers, man. Okay, Four Finally Brothers. going to watch this movie. Yep. I think I have Great. it on DVD, actually. I borrowed from someone that I never returned to them. and never actually sat down to watch it. Yep, you will now. Uh, I'm on board. You can't undersell that. Speaking of, so uh, I'm known for really selling the movies I give you short. I don't think mm-hmm. I can do that with this movie. Uh, this movie came All out right. in 2007. It was directed by um, David Fincher, who, if you remember, directed Gone Girl. It stars... Mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo, Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. and RDJ, Robert Downey Robert Jr. Robert Downey Jr.? What? What? Okay. Yeah. A young Robert Downey Jr.? Pre-Coke, post-Coke, or during post-Coke. Coke? Post-Coke. I'm pretty sure post I don't really... No, this is 2007. So Iron Man was out, right? Oh, yeah. Then it's post-Coke. Yeah. Show. Uh, so uh, this is on Netflix. Uh, it is called Zodiac. Zodiac. Is that like Zodiac Killer? It's about the Zodiac Killer, and it's a long movie, my friend. How long? Uh, let me check. It's over two two hours. And Did they ever catch the Zodiac Killer? No. 157 minutes. So they never caught the Zodiac Killer, and who else they never caught? What was that other one? Uh, was it the the Axe no, Man of New Orleans. Sam. They never caught him. Oh. And they caught the Golden State Killer. Recently. Yeah, they caught him. Okay, so they never caught the Zodiac Kill. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, and I know so how to go I, I that's watch. that kept me from wanting to watch this movie for the long time. But believe me, at the end of it, there was no disappointment for me. I really enjoyed it. So I think mm. you will too. I think this is right up your alley. Oh, real quick, um, I know this has not. This is not really in the, our script or anything like that. But if has anybody, if if you've seen or if you're thinking about seeing that Quentin Tarantino movie, um, uh, in the, once, upon once upon a, a time, time in, in Hollywood. Ho- Hollywood, don't, don't, just don't, don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's from Jason, who is a bigger Tarantino fan than I am. So <laughs> do, do yourself a favor. Don't how watch m- it. how many Tarantino movies, with the exception of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, would you say you did not like? Ooh. Yeah, that's hard to say. I mean, I love all of it. You got Kill Jackie Bills, Brown. Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown, Pulp Fiction. Uh, I love it. What came afterwards? Uh, and of course, uh, you know, uh, Django. Um, oh, yeah. So I I don't think you can think of one that you don't like of his. Nope, not the top of my head. And yeah. this one, I would give it an F. Yeah. So that's <laughs> saying something. I'll never watch it. Don't watch it. No, I will don't. quit this podcast if you try to make me watch it. I oh. quit myself too. Because <laughs> I have to rewatch it again. I don't even want I don't even want to read the synopsis. Yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, our music is provided to us by Sir Flame. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Set It On Flame or listen to his music wherever you stream music. Uh, our Twitter account is at Film Soliloquy. Uh, do you have any last uh, things to say here, Jason? Nope. I, I said my piece, man. All right. Well, we'll be back next oh. week. Go ahead. We got to do that collage with uh, Elliot one day. Collage. Do you know what a collage... There you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is Film (laughs) Soliloquy. Let's make pictures together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like we always do it this time I go for mine and made plans for yours Cause I got to shine Go bar for bar, go line for line Like Kobe in 99, I'm so close to prime Bad bitch by my side, I'm so close behind We living in a moment, there's no post to bind You think there was a deal that I'm supposed to sign The game's just a mountain that I'm supposed to climb I remember, man, 11 years old when I made it to go Up in Fairville, I related to cold Fresh bubble jacket, shit, I hated the cold But when winter come around, we would play in the snow They had enough North Sway, so I made it to flow